Welcome to the Enjoy More 30s Family Finance Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to making life more enjoyable for young families by hitting on the financial topics that tend to weigh on us, stress us out, and distract our focus from simply enjoying life. Hello and welcome once again to the Enjoy More 30s Family Finance Podcast. Every week I'm here talking to you about money because I want you to be able to take steps forward gain some kind of confidence, and therefore remove that financial anxiety so you can really just focus on making your life and the life of your family more enjoyable. This series is all about the new year and the new you. So setting your compass for the new year is a great title, right? As always, if you do like what you're hearing, please, I ask always to subscribe, follow us on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. When you click those stars, when you leave those reviews, it really helps us reach other people out there just like you. So far this season, we've covered setting your compass with your spouse, so joint goal setting. Then we discussed the importance of actually paying yourself first, giving some of that money that you work really hard for every day to yourself to reach those goals that you've set. And then we covered bucketing your goals, so setting separate accounts for each goal you you have because we want you to be able to easily track, easily achieve them. And finally, last week, we covered one of my favorite topics, money blocking, which is setting funds aside ahead of time to you know, make sure you do more of those daily things, massages, Starbucks, going out to eat that make you happy. So if you've missed any of those episodes yet, definitely check them out soon. Today's episode is titled, Yes, There Can Be Too Conservative! Exclamation point, where we're going to cover how paying yourself first and separating out your goals is, you know, all well and good. But if you're using inappropriate types of investments for certain goals, they may take much longer to achieve or even worse. Perhaps you may never achieve them at all. The goal for today's episode is to better understand when to be more conservative and when to be more aggressive and how to do so in a more balanced, spread out kind of a way. Now, the word investments isn't exactly soothing to most people. If you hook somebody up to an anxiety machine and you said the word investments, I'm guessing that there'd be some kind of thing that registered on that anxiety scale. It's not exactly a word that's used in a lot of bedtime stories. It makes people a little uncomfortable, even scared to some degree. I mean, anything that's associated with a potential to lose money and not fully understand perhaps even why it happened, it's unsettling. That's completely understandable. So when we build this ship that we've been trying to build this whole season to sail out towards our goals, there can be more of a better safe than sorry kind of mentality that develops. Sure, we don't want to be reckless in the ocean and sink to the bottom of the sea, but at the end of the day, we also have to get to where we're going before we run out of food and supplies. So there's a balance that we have to hit. And that's why the previous bucketing episode is so important, because you are arranging your accounts to where you can invest each more appropriately for their individual time horizons. If you're saving for retirement and the car you're buying next year and the second house you want five years from now and the daughter's wedding and you're using one account to do all of that, it can't possibly be appropriately invested for all of those time horizons simultaneously. Money that you need in the next one to three years, yes, that should likely be invested in a bank type of account. Almost no growth, but no loss of what they call principal, which is a fancy way of saying the money you put in yourself already. Outside of that, though, using a bank or cash-type savings vehicles for goals that are 4, 5, 10, 20, 30 years out is almost certainly not appropriate. This is where we've run into people being too conservative. We have had multiple clients that have come to us when they're about to retire and they say, 
you know, why do I have so much less saved than my coworkers? We started at the same time, we put in the same amount, and they have just two, three, four times more than I do. And so we look at their statement, and what we find is that it's all invested in what they call a stable value fund. That sounds great, right? It's stable, it's got value. That's a great fit for where I want to put my money. But it's really just a fancy way of saying sitting in cash, earning almost nothing. They use the completely wrong vehicle for trying to accumulate assets for retirement over that last 30-year period. So let's say, to illustrate this point, we look at two people that are saving $500 a month right now as an example. One person is invested, say, moderately, and let's say that moderate comes out to a 7% return, and another person is invested basically in a cash-type account, and they receive just 1% long-term. After five years, it's a little bit of a difference, $5,000, $35,000 accumulated versus 30. After 10 years, it's now over a $20,000 difference. After 20 years, it's now over a $120,000 difference. So you see that big jump. Finally, at 30 years, it goes to over a $400,000 difference. $610,000 versus $210,000. Stable value versus being invested appropriately, I would say, for the last 30 years for that long-term retirement goal. So too conservative can often mean not hitting your goals or certainly hitting them a lot more slowly than you otherwise should have. Now, there's a big difference between 7% and 1%, right? So let's look at this another way. Now, instead of 7% versus 1%, let's look at 7% versus 9%. So much less of a spread. So potentially what a moderate account versus, let's say, a very aggressive account may have as a long-term difference. Again, after five years, not too much of a difference, 37,000 versus 35,000. After 10 years, up to a $10,000 difference. After 20 years, up to a $70,000 difference. So now, again, you saw that jump, not as much, but still a little bit of a jump. And then lastly, after 30 years, it goes all the way up, though, now to a $300,000 difference. 915,000 versus 610,000, just like before. So even a few percentage points long-term can add up significantly. And that's why it's so important to be using the right bucket for the right goal and the right risk tolerance for the right timeline. Too conservative can also then mean using, say, moderate for a 30-year time horizon. Assuming that they can emotionally handle the aggressive portfolio, that would have been more appropriate or at least working with someone so they could get educated to be comfortable to that point. The other point to take away here is why it's important to use that bank account for your short-term goals. You could see after five years, there's not too much of a difference for any of these scenarios, or either of those scenarios, I should say, that we just went through. So again, if it's just a two-year or a three-year kind of a thing, it's probably better to have that money in cash because there's not that much of a difference in the interest overall. And if the market happens to drop, you, you don't want to lose, say, 20% of what you might have, depending on how you're invested, and not have that money for the car, have that money for the wedding, or have that money for the house if they're occurring in the short term. The thing overall with investments is that those that are spread out or diversified, meaning, again, a, that's a fancy way to say that they're more balanced because they have a lot of different pieces to them. So let's say some smaller companies, some larger companies, maybe some U.S. companies, some foreign companies, some bonds, which may initially sound intimidating, but can actually easily be obtained through what they call an allocation fund that I've discussed before. 
So pretty much every major investment company out there that you know that you see has these allocation funds now. So if you are using a diversified strategy, maybe through an allocation fund, or if you're working with an advisor, they might have their own diversified program. Then the thing with investments is that time is the most important factor. So you don't really, you don't need to know any of that other small company, large company. You don't need to know all those things. You just need to remember, hey, I want to be spread out. I don't want all my eggs in one basket with how I'm invested. And hey, if I'm not using an advisor, I can use an allocation fund to help spread that money out. Or I can find an advisor that actually does that and they could do it for me. So let's get back to the last point in there as well, which is time and how that's the most important factor. If we look at the S&P 500, which you probably heard that said before, the S&P 500 did this or did that, this is essentially just a blend of the 500 largest U.S. companies. So not exactly what I would say is overly diversified, but what you hear the grumpy guy on TV referring to as the market. You can quickly see the importance of time when it comes to investments. Over the last 91 years, and the most recent data I could find ended 2018, so almost the last 91 years as of today, but you'll still get the same point, there was a 73% chance that any one year in there for the last 91 years ending 2018 would be positive. So if you go out to three years, you get to an 83% chance excuse me, of it being positive. If you go out to five years, it goes all the way up to 87%. 10 years is all the way up to 94%. And again, this is just for the S&P 500, which is not necessarily, certainly in my opinion, the most diversified way you could be building out a portfolio. So, you know, there are a couple main takeaways and we covered a lot today. So let's circle back to the goal of this episode. The goal is to better understand when to be more conservative, when to be more aggressive, and how to do so in a more balanced, spread out way. That's it. So if you look at your different goals, You can spread them out into different accounts, those different buckets you've hopefully set up, and see when you're going to use it. One year, five years, 25 years, and then structure how conservative or aggressive, again, in a diversified, balanced way, either through maybe an allocation fund, you're speaking directly with an advisor to help you, the investments should be in each one of those accounts. So thanks for tuning in today, as always, and join us for next week's episode called Insure for catastrophe, not inconvenience, exclamation point for sure on this one, where we're going to cover the mentality that I would recommend when looking at which pieces of this trip we're designing are the most important to insure. Overall, if you're able to implement what we covered today, then that is fantastic as always. You have less to worry about than before, can focus more on enjoying life. If you are wanting help, though, with these things or you have questions, you need things to be clarified, just check out the Ask Joe section on the show's website, enjoymore30s.com. That's enjoymore30s.com. Until next week, thanks for joining me today, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. The conversations on this show are Joe's opinions and provided for general information purposes only. They do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice for your specific situation you should always seek appropriate advice from a financial advisor, accountant, lawyer, or other professional before acting upon any content or information found here first. Joe is affiliated with New Horizons Wealth Management, LLC, a branch office of TFS Securities, Inc., and TFS Advisory Services, an SEC-registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC.